Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline, including Tim Hasselbeck, live in just a second. Demora Smith in our first hour. I'll say this. This second hour has a lot to live up to. <laughs> that was a pretty busy first hour. Again, D. Smith was sensational. Starting to get some attention for some of the things he said. We'll go over it if you're just joining me. And then, of course, a lot of people are reacting to what I said about my daily planner, including Bubba, you were saying to me during the break, you remember the planner. You remember, again, RIP, my daily planner, which I still do miss and had an emotional attachment to. And you remember it, right? Yeah, I mean, I was on the show for over six years, and I think the most shocking thing is not your revelation, your second revelation. The most shocking thing is that you got rid of it. I mean, I remember everything, you know, everything you did. Liam, hey, you got to do a progressive event in the planner. Every single thing you did was in that planner. Yes. It was the thickest thing I've ever seen. I could never have imagined you getting rid of that, and that was shocking to me when you said you actually switched to the phone. I could not believe it. I did. All, all of my appointments now are digitized, and as I bring Tim Hassel back into the conversation, here's what I just admitted Tim, to the audience, that I now use this reminders app, right, where you, you, you make yourself a little reminder, and then when you accomplish whatever that task was, you click it, and, and you can watch it disappear, which is very satisfying. And what I just acknowledge to the audience is that sometimes if I do something that I hadn't made myself a reminder of, but I feel kind of good for, about myself for having done it, I will write a reminder to myself to do it just so I can click and, and immediately delete it. Like I will just write down, do this thing, even though I've already done it, just so I can click on it. And Brandon, my stage manager, turns to me the second the segment ends, and he says, Greeny, I do the same thing. Tim Hasselbeck, I'm asking you directly, do you do that? Okay. I don't do that. However, my wife, Elizabeth, will put things in there that I'm like, you realize, like, you're doing that anyway. Like, she is scripting for success. Right. Like, to, to chalk off, to, like, knock off wins. So, so, like, listen, doing it retroactively or doing it when you know you do like, like, wait, brush your teeth. Like, of course you're brushing <laughs> your teeth. Like, at least I hope you are. Like, scripting for such success that, like, you're going to have at least one or two wins a day. That's exactly right. And But there's just something for me, and you can ask her if she feels this way, if she does it digitally. There's something very satisfying about watching it disappear. Like you click in the little circle and then it takes about, it's like a beat. And then all of a sudden it just, it like disappears very, very nicely. And that, 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 there's something very satisfying about that, Timmy. There's few, there's few things better than that. I, I will grant you that. I, 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 do, I essentially do the same thing. So I, I'm right there with you. And by the way, welcome to the party. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Tim Hasselbeck is with me. I want to go over a few of the things we did on TV this morning. One of them is the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, You were bringing up, and we really never got into it as much on TV as I would have liked, the idea that the whole world, well, not the whole world, people are very much on Deshaun Watson's side, including me. I love Mm him. He's Mm -hmm. a terrific kid. Everybody loves him. But there is something, and I'm going to let you have the floor on this, you know, five months ago, he signed this big contract when a lot of the things that he seems to be upset about predate that, precede that. And, and Tim, I will let you pick it up from there. Well, Greeny, I think that's the key. You know, everyone said, well, you know, uh, McNair's comments were offensive and, you know, that, that started kind of some of the culture, um, you know, breaks in the organization. Well, that was years ago. Uh, hey, they traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That was five months prior to him signing the deal that he signed. People pointing to, hey, 
you know, they've parted ways with J.J. Watt. There isn't a team in the, in the league that was going to keep J.J. Watt on a one-year $17.5 million salary. So I think that, you know, as you start to say, okay, well, what is he mad about? It's been reported, and it's probably true that he's mad that, you know, he was told that he was going to have input in the head coach and general manager hires. Um, and in fact, you know, they didn't really value his opinion in that, and that they went and made their decisions without him. The reality is, is like, if that's what he's upset about, okay, and you can't get over that when, you know, five months ago he signed this, you know, big contract extension that was, you know, essentially tying him to the organization for six more years at the time. If you can't get over the fact that, you know, hey, we thought you were going to, we were going to value your employee and now you're not. Like that, that's a problem. And I think that's on Deshaun. And so, again, that, that was a position that I heard you talking about during the meeting. It isn't one that I share, but I think it is important that all the different. So, Grady, uh, but yeah. tell me this. Well, what else does he have to be mad about? I, I, I don't know, but I get the sense from a lot of people who are close to that situation that there is stuff there that if it were to come out would explode and um, that there is something more than meets the eye there. And um, I mean, first and foremost, I think that if a player wants a change of scenery, he's certainly well within his rights to be trying to get it. However, he gets it. Yeah. And we'll see. The organization will do whatever they'll do. And then, and then however that plays out, it'll play out. They may force him to actually sit, which is what it is. But I, I but feel but like there's more. I, what I, what, what, Go ahead. But what I would say is this, like, hey, there's more there. Like, like there's more everywhere. Like all the, some of the places he may end up going, there's stuff there. Look at the culture in Carolina not that long ago. It wasn't right. great. In fact, you know, they forced the team to sell. You're a Jets fan. Has that been great? You know, has it been great in Cincinnati? Has it been great in Detroit? Has it been great with the Raiders? Like, this is what happened. You know, part of the deal is when you sign a franchise quarterback, part of what you want to do is that guy's got to help change the culture, change the environment. I think Deshaun has done that, but I think he needs to continue to do it. Yeah, it, there's, it feels to me like there's something a little different about this situation. I feel like no one will come out and say exactly what it is. Um, and to your point, until we know exactly what it is, there will be a lot of people who see this the way you see it. And that's why I thought it was worth getting in here. One more thing for you, Tim, while I have you. And I'm going to make this today's fascinating stat, which is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. This quarterback carousel that we're all watching spin, some team is going to land on Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that team's fans are not going to be excited. They're, they're just not going to be excited because they don't realize today's fascinating stat. Over the last three years, Ryan Fitzpatrick has a better QBR than Deshaun, a better completion percentage than Tom Brady, more yards per attempt than Russell Wilson, and a higher touchdown percentage than Dak. Very quietly, Tim, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been an excellent quarterback the last three years. Uh, he, he has. And I, I should have known this was coming based on the – the support I got for linking him to Washington yeah. on get up this morning from you. Look, he has, he's done a great job. He's had a great attitude with his situation from, look, he was playing well in Miami before they made the move to Tua. I think there's a lot to like about him. And because of Washington's situation, you know, they won their division, went seven and nine. And so they pick at 19. There's not going to be a quarterback that they want, you know, in the first round, that's most likely going to be available then. And so now you are in the realm of, Garner Minshew, or reuniting with Cam Newton. Look, going the Ryan Fitzpatrick route may not be exciting to people, but as you just stated, it's actually a really good option. And by the way, it's going to be an inexpensive option 
that's not going to hurt you down the line. Hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing, fans. If you if you see your team, if Washington signs Ryan Fitzpatrick, not only do they run away and hide with that division, but I think they're a real contender with that defense and the solid quarterback play that he has been giving. Tim, I'm up against the clock. Thanks as always. Let's do this more frequently. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. See you, Granny. All right, that's Tim Hasselbeck with me there. Uh, fun stuff. Okay, I promised phone calls today, and I want to keep that promise. So I'm opening up the phones now. I opened the show today with my hot takes. I want to hear yours. Coming off a busy sports weekend, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We haven't done your hot takes in far too long, so give me a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. We're serving them up hot. I want hot takes from anywhere you want to go in the world of sports. Next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. All right, let's waste no time because we are busy today. Everything kind of blew up in our first hour. If you missed Amora Smith, he was just spectacular. Check it out on the podcast later today in the first hour of the podcast. Hashtag Greeny is the name. It's available wherever you get your podcast. But right now, I'm told we have outstanding calls ready to go. What's on your mind? Brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. I opened the show with my hot takes, and now it's time for yours. We're looking for hot takes from you today. And Bubba, let's roll. Who is first up? Yeah, we got Joe starting it off. All right, Joe, you're on ESPN Radio. Joe, give me a hot take. Greeny, how you doing? I got a couple of hot takes you can discuss forever until next year. The NFL won't be any good because next year Brady and Mahomes will return to the Super Bowl. Okay, I mean, I like that. Brady and Mahomes to the Super Bowl next year? Was that the take, Bubba? Did I, did I hear that correctly? If so, I would describe that one as tepid. I, I, did, did, Bubba, do you consider Brady and Mahomes to be a hot take? You know, it's a, it's a hot take. That's not hot. Brady is not. Brady, and, here's what's hot. Here's a hot take. You ready for this? Darnold and Trubisky in the Super Bowl next year. That's a hot take. I got Darnold and Trubisky in the Super Bowl. You say that, that's a hot take. Brady and Mahomes, it's like even money in Vegas. <laughs> Bubba, who's next on the hot take line on ESPN Radio? Caleb is next. All right, give me a hot take. I think Colts fans who are upset about the Carson Wentz trade don't know anything about the situation, Frank Reich, or football in general. I like that. Give me a hold on. Stay with me. Can I keep him there? What, who's upset? Are, are you telling me that you're hearing from a lot of Colts fans who don't like the deal? Oh yeah. Like if you look at Colts Twitter, there's a bunch of people who are saying, "Oh, Carson Wentz is washed up. He's no good." 
all that good stuff. It comes down to they don't have trust in Frank Reich. And I know I do, and a majority of Colts fans do, but it's just that small, uh, loud minority. Well, they're wrong, and you're dead right. If that's a hot take, I like it. No question. Wentz to the Colts is a great move, and I would put them down as a sneaky, interesting Super Bowl contender in the AFC next year. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio and your hot takes. Bubba, who's next? Ethan is up. Ethan, give me a hot take. Hey, thanks for taking the call. I'm a diehard Michigan fan, always left disappointed. Is Michigan now an officially a basketball school and no longer a football powerhouse? Oh, that's, that, that's a great call and a great take. I thought you were going to tell me Michigan is a Final Four favorite, which I agree with. I watched that game against Ohio State yesterday. Michigan is really good. Michigan-Ohio State basketball has become way better than Michigan-Ohio State football. I'll give you that for sure. I don't think that the people of Michigan consider themselves a basketball school. But look, with Juwan where he is now, and as good as they've been, as good as they were with John Beeline, yes, it's inarguable that they've had more success in basketball in the last decade plus than they've had in football. It's not even close. So yes, I got to give it to you. And obviously Gonzaga and Baylor run beaten, but Michigan's as good as any team in the country as we work our way towards March Madness. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? We got Grant. Grant, give me a hot take. Uh, yeah, I think there's a very strong possibility that J.J. Uh, Watt's going to end up in Cleveland. Um, we've got the capital there, and quite frankly, I think he wants a little competition with his brothers in Pittsburgh. Well, isn't that interesting? I love that for the reasoning. We all think maybe he'll go to Pittsburgh because he wants to play with his brothers. Now you're telling me maybe he wants to go to their arch rival because the Browns look ready to kick their behinds, which they did in a playoff game last year, despite the fact that they were playing without their coach and half their team had COVID. And the Browns played that game shorthanded, went into Pittsburgh and beat them last year. Yes, if you're asking me, look, here's, I'll take you a step farther on that, Grant. If you're asking me right now, which team is closer to winning a championship, the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers, despite everything in their history telling you don't buy against or bet against Pittsburgh? The answer is the Browns. So I like that a lot. And look for him maybe to sign a one-year deal someplace and then re-rack based upon the lower uh, money that's going to be out there this year with the salary cap. Bub, I got time for one more. Give me one more outstanding hot take. We got Alex. Alex, give me a, the, the hottest take you got, Alex. Greeny, uh, thanks for the call, man. Uh, Deshaun Watson's overrated. Four years before he got there, 29-35 and 35 record. Same record as since he's been there. Dak Prescott, better winning percentage. Um, I get that he's got a bad defense, and, you know, uh, that, that helps out with the losing, but why doesn't he get hit more that his stats are meaningless? Listen, I, here's what I'm going to tell you. I thoroughly disagree with you, but I love the take. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for the hot takes here. And a hot take, it is a scolding hot take to say Deshaun Watson is overrated. Now, I don't think so. I think Deshaun Watson is the second best quarterback. Well, you have to sort of divide quarterbacks up into age categories. Like, I don't know how to compare. Where do you put Aaron Rodgers in the conversation? This past year, Aaron Rodgers, I guess, was the best quarterback in the NFL. And Tom Brady just won another Super Bowl at 43. So it's really hard to sort of argue against them. But if you're looking at guys who are going to be around for a while, I would put Deshaun right behind Mahomes as the number two guy. Having said that, I love that you feel otherwise. That's what makes this stuff fun. Like, we're just sitting here talking about sports at the end of the day. You have your opinion, I have mine. We'll see what happens. And Dak, look, Dak, I think, is about to get paid Deshaun money, maybe more. Dak wants three times 40, 120 million bucks. 
I think he's going to get it. Do I think Dak is as good as Deshaun? I don't. But I don't think it's a ludicrous idea. Look what happened to them when he got hurt this year. So I love it. Outstanding takes. Well done, everybody. Thank you for the calls. I appreciate it. We're going live to Indy. We haven't gotten to the green list today. Again, so many things got moved around. Don't miss today's list. It is the five players who need a change of scenery. They need to go somewhere new. You are going to be angry about me about at least one of them. But I will stand by them because I am the world's foremost authority on all matters. The list is on the way. Coming up, it's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here as we roll along live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase on another sort of gloomy-looking day in New York City. Delighted you have chosen to hang out with me for a little while. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to have Rick Venturi join me here in just a moment on the Goodyear Hotline. He is the former coach of the Colts, and he is now doing, he'll be in his first year doing their radio analyst role, and I really want to get his perspective. We just had this caller who was sort of suggesting that there are a lot of fans who were down on the Wentz trade, and I'm quite the opposite of that. I want to hear what Rick thinks, and I'm told he's ready to go. Let me get a minute here with Rick Venturi. Rick, a pleasure. Thank you for taking a few minutes. What is your expectation for Carson Wentz reunited with Frank Reich? What should we expect that offense to look like this year? Well, you know, I'm really excited about it, Mike. I I think one of the key things here is that this move, this, uh, you know, and it's an aggressive move. It's not without risk. But this move basically proves to Saints Nation and, more importantly, to the locker room uh, that this team is ready to continue the momentum that, you know, basically the franchise momentum that they reestablished last year, um, you know, with Phillip Rivers. Uh, You know, rather than, you know, rebuild is not a word that Jim Mersey will ever use. And, you know, this is a kid with all the tools, uh, no question about it. He's got the size, he's got the speed, you know, big, big arm, real smart guy, can avoid, can run the college part of the offense, and I think the reunion with uh, Frank Reich obviously is just what the doctor ordered. Um, Frank is a guy who uh, coaches people, not position. 
you know, we were in the same boat in some respects a year ago. There was a ambivalence about Philip Rivers. Would we get the 18? Would we get the 19? He came off a really bad year in 19 after a real good year in 18. And Frank was able really to work out those things, was able to push the right buttons. And I think for the most part, there's a confidence level here uh, that he can do the same thing with Carson. He was there uh, when they drafted him. Uh, he oversaw, you know, the finest year in, in Wentz's career so far, uh, 33 touchdowns and, and, and seven interceptions. So I, I know that the feeling here, and it certainly is here with me, uh, I feel like this was the perfect spot. I, I think the right connection uh, helps make this a really, really good deal. This is a team that's ready to win now. It didn't limp into the playoffs. It was assertive into the playoffs. Played Buffalo tough, really could have won it. Uh, and so we're expecting to continue that momentum, as I said before. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that they should be. They, they easily could have beaten Buffalo in that game. And, and here's what I will say about Wentz. What you gave up for him is nothing. I mean, a third-round yeah. pick and then a conditional two that turns into a one only if he plays all the time, which means, which is exactly what you want. Nothing could be more worth it than to get a legit starting quarterback in the NFL for that. And the money is actually, the, the, the team that's getting hurt on the money, and this is Philly, they've got a $34 million dead cap charge. The Colts wind up getting Wentz at this point for four years at under $100 million. If he plays well, Rick, that's a bargain. No, there's no question about it. And and really, if you know Chris Ballard like I do, this is one of the real brilliant guys in the league and one of the tough guys in the league. And he really is, is fiscally responsible because it isn't like the Colts won't spend. Jim Ursay is a great owner. He will do whatever it takes. He will give you everything possible to win. But I think what uh, Chris did was he was very patient here, Mike, after the, uh, you know, the Rams deal, uh, you know, where draft picks were flying out of there like popcorn. Um, and certainly I like Matt Stafford a lot, so I, I do understand it to a degree. But uh, Chris was very, very patient. He kind of let that blow over, uh, kind of stuck to his guns, wasn't going to, you know, certainly wasn't going to negotiate against himself. And you're exactly right. You've defined it. We keep our one and two, you know, and we're in a position with a couple key draft picks to really make a run. And so keeping that one and two was critical. And uh, and you said it best, if, if, if Wentz lives to our expectation, then, you know, the fact that we give up a low one next year is certainly going to be livable in this franchise. Because this, he is coming to a team that is ready to win. This is a team with a solid offensive line, uh, a running back with boundless ceiling uh, he's got a defense that is uh, very representative. Uh, so th- there's no question. And he's coming to a town, as you know, Indianapolis just really kind of defines Midwest hospitality. Uh, I think he's going to find it to his liking. It's, it's a very fair media here. It'll, it'll hold you accountable, but it can be forgiving, and it'll give you the benefit of the doubt. So I, I just think that everything aligns uh, for Carson to come here and have success. I agree. I, what you're saying is it. What you're saying is it isn't Philly, and I think that's exactly right and exactly reasonable. And I think it's going to be a huge success as well. Rick, good to catch up. Thanks for a few minutes here. Be well. We'll talk soon. Thanks a lot, Mike. All right, that's Rick Venturi here, longtime uh, former coach, and now doing the Colts games in Indy. And I just thought it'd be good to get his perspective. And that's what I think. You heard me say it last week. I mean, I, 
the people are saying they gave up too much. I just don't understand what you're talking about. A three and a condi- let's even say it turns into a one next year. It turns into a one if they're really good and he's playing great. So you're telling me you wouldn't trade that I'm just making this up the 24th pick in the draft plus a three for a legit starting NFL quarterback who was signed for the next four years at reasonable money. He's under $25 million a year the next four years. In the NFL, that's not a lot of money. The top-level quarterback contracts are well into the 30s, and some of them are going to touch 40. So to me, this is a win all the way around for the Colts. I may not like the way he got there, but the way it wound up was a slam dunk, I think, from everybody's perspective. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. He was a player who desperately needed a change of scenery he desperately needed to get somewhere else and that my friends is the subject of today's list the list is what determines who matters in this business the green list all right today's green list are the top five as voted upon exclusively by me the world's foremost authority on all matters are the five players that most need a change of scenery right now number five five is bradley beal Bradley Beal is 27 years old. Bradley Beal is leading the NBA in scoring as we speak. Bradley Beal's face every time he scores 50 and his team loses makes me sad. I'm tired of being sad watching a great player. And while I'm all for trying to carry a bad franchise, at some point, you got to give the guy his his freedom. And at some point, you just can't expect his entire career to, to be putting up with this nonsense. They're 10 and 17. They're bad again. They went out. They got Russell Westbrook. John, they don't know what they're doing. They don't feel any closer to getting good. Teams get good. Teams get bad. You look at what teams in the East, look at what the Nets have figured out a way to do. Look at what Milwaukee has figured out a way to do. Look at what Boston has figured out a way to do. Look at what Philly has figured out a way to do. Toronto won the championship two years ago for crying out loud. And poor Bradley Beal is sitting there looking sad in Washington. He's a great player. I'm tired of seeing him look sad. I would like to see him have the opportunity to go someplace and win. He's averaging 33 points, five rebounds, and five assists for a team that's 10 and 17. Free Bradley Beal. He's number five on my list today. Number four. Number four is Mike Trout. Now, this is an entirely different circumstance. I reserve the right to sort of put these into place based upon my own feelings and maybe not the players. I don't think Mike Trout wants out of... Anaheim, L.A., the Los Angeles Angels. I don't think he wants out. But I think it's in everyone's best interest for him to go someplace new. He likes being under the radar. It is not in anyone else's best interest for Mike Trout to be under the radar. Hembo said it great on this show last week. Mickey Mantle is playing Major League Baseball right now. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, a person who played his last game 50 years ago, and who has been dead now for 15 years and is still more famous than Mike Trout. A trillion times more famous than Mike Trout. And that's a problem. Mike Trout is as good as practically any player ever. He ranks second all time in war, all time. Or for active players, excuse me. Second for active players in war. The Angels haven't been to the postseason in seven years. They haven't had a winning record in six. Baseball needs Mike Trout on a good team. Baseball needs Mike Trout to be someplace that matters. It's not the market. We can't complain about the market. I get that they're the second team in L.A., but they just haven't been able to put it together. And before he gets old, he turns 30 this season. Before he gets old, he needs to find himself someplace 
where they're going to win games. We need to see Mike Trout playing in October in meaningful games, not just collecting the $350 million that he has left on his contract, which I do not begrudge him for a second. That is the going rate in Major League Baseball, and no one deserves it more than he does. But in the same way that it would be nice to see Bradley Beal stop being so sad, it would be nice to see Mike Trout playing in a game that mattered to anyone besides him and his team's hardcore fans. The sport needs it. Baseball needs Mike Trout to have a change of scenery. Number three. Number three is Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I have been saying this for some time. When we make the list of the best receivers in the NFL now, Odell Beckham's name has fallen off of it. Now, part of that is based on injury. But other parts of it are based upon a variety of circumstances, many of whom, many of which are his own doing. None of this is meant to excuse Odell's own role in some of the nonsense that has happened around him. But here's the very simple circumstance. Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield don't work together. They just don't. It's not either of their fault. I'm not blaming Odell. But I told you last week my philosophy on chemistry, and this is, this is applicable to everything. It is applicable to someone you may want to choose to spend your life with in a marriage or anything like that. It is applicable to two people who might want to host a show together or two people who might want to go into business together or whatever it is two people might want to do together. The very simple way of understanding whether or not they have chemistry is through math. And so we will use Baker and Odell as my illustration. Baker Mayfield plus Odell Beckham Jr. equals what they give you. They are, it is a sum total. They have no chemistry. And so when you put them together, you get Baker plus Odell. When you have chemistry, when you have chemistry, that becomes a multiple. It becomes a multiplication sign. It becomes Baker times Odell. Odell Beckham Jr. is capable of being as good as any receiver in the NFL. Insert your own name, whoever you want to put in there. Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, anyone else you want to say in there. Michael Thomas, whoever else we're leaving out of the conversation. I don't mean it because that's not what the discussion is about. Just doing this off the top of my head. The point is Odell is as good as any of them. And he needs to recapture that. He needs to go to Tampa. If Chris Godwin does wind up signing somewhere else, Chris Godwin, someone might just offer him 18 million bucks to come play receiver for them. Tampa can't do that. Tampa needs to bring back all their defensive players. Tampa needs all those guys on defense more than they need any one individual receiver. They should sign their defensive guys. They should reluctantly let my, uh, Chris Godwin walk and get paid all his money. He's a 24-year-old kid with great talent. Let him go make his money and trade for Odell. That's what they should do. It would be in Odell's best interest, and it would be in the Bucks' best interest. With OBJ, Mayfield had thrown for 10 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Odell has only played 39 games the last 4 years. Baker Mayfield, the last 11 games after Obit Odell, threw for 20 touchdowns and 1 pick. He's just better. He just is. For some reason, people don't want to say it. This is not a criticism of Odell. He's a great player, but he needs to be in the right place. Tampa is the right place. There probably are other right places. Where he is is the wrong place. He needs a change of scenery. Number two. Number two on ESPN Radio is Dak. And look, Dak Prescott, I'm going to say what he just seems reluctant to say. The Dallas Cowboys have, for whatever reason, decided he isn't a great quarterback. I don't know what the reasons are, but 
the one thing I'll say is every every time I say that and some of our insiders yell at me, but Greeny, it's not about the money, it's the years. I'm sorry. Every team with a franchise quarterback manages to figure out a contract. Jared Goff got his money. Carson Wentz got his money. Mark Sanchez got his money. You're telling me they couldn't figure out a way to get Dak Prescott his money? Yes, they could. There, ha- there was, has always been a reluctance for whatever reason. When Tony Romo was playing great for the Dallas Cowboys, they couldn't get him a contract fast enough. Reset the market. Go look it up. Google Tony Romo, richest contract. Long before he had the richest contract in television sports, he had the richest contract of any quarterback. Because that's what you do when you have a guy like that. But that isn't the primary reason that I believe Dak needs a change of scenery. Here's the the sneaky little dirty little secret of it all. The Cowboys stink. They stink. And if they re-sign him to the contract he wants, they're going to be terrible for a while. They need to remake that roster completely. Because the people putting it together don't know what they're doing. And as an evidence of that, just look back to the way they handled last offseason. A year ago, the Dallas Cowboys behaved like a team on the verge of winning the Super Bowl. They behaved like a team that believed that Jason Garrett was the only thing standing between them and winning the championship. And so they hired a coach because he had Super Bowl experience when no one seemed to be knocking down Mike McCarthy's door. Oh, and they drafted a receiver in the first round. They still think they have that offensive line. They still think their defense can play. They're wrong. Dak Prescott, his best chance of winning is to wind up somewhere else. Because especially when that team signs him to a contract where he's worth 40 million bucks against their cap, or even worse, if he plays on the salary, on the, on the franchise tag, where he's going to count every penny of 38 million bucks against it, the whole cap this year is going to be a buck 85. He's going to be like 17% of their salary cap. They're going to be bad again. Washington's getting better. That's not a team that's going to win anytime soon. Dak Prescott needs a change of scenery. Number one. Number one is going to make people mad. But I genuinely believe the best thing that could happen to Aaron Rodgers is for him to finish his career somewhere else. Not just because that's what Tom Brady did. Not just because that's what wound up happening with Brett Favre. But because the Packers have a fascinating way of viewing their business. And I can't sit here and tell you it's a bad way. The Packers always have an eye on the present and an eye on the future. And that's, generally speaking, good business. But here's the problem. Aaron Rodgers is on that tiny little list of people who are going to be judged exclusively by how many championships they win. He's got a window of, let's call it another three or four years. He's 37 years old now. So he's got, let's, I mean, Brady is such an outlier. Let's call it three or four years. He needs to go to a team that'll do what Tampa just did for Brady. That will say, I don't care what happens to us two, three years from now. We are going all in on winning around the quarterback. Not drafting someone to be my future, Aaron, when you're done. Again, I'm tired of complaining about that. I can't even sit here and tell you it was the wrong thing to do because if he winds up, if the kid love winds up being a great player, then it'll wind up working out just the way it did with Aaron. And yes, they've won 26 regular season games the last two seasons. I can't sit here and tell you it's the wrong way to do business. But what I can tell you is that Aaron Rodgers is two Super Bowl rings away from being a top five quarterback all time. And I think that matters to him because who wouldn't it matter to? 
And so I think he needs to go to a place where they will just say, Aaron, we will mortgage the future. We will cash in every chip we have. We will trade draft picks. We will do whatever it takes to put a championship team around you for however long you have left. Because there are teams out there that will do it. And I believe that's what he needs. Because what, what is best for him right now is not the long-term consideration of any team. And Green Bay, that's how they operate. They worry about their long-term. Again, it's not a bad way to run a business. And it has led to them being very successful. But I believe his best chance of winning a championship in the next year or two is if he winds up somewhere else to do it. And that is right now, I think, the biggest priority for a player of his stature. And that, my friends... This today's outstanding green list with the great work done by the staff of the five players I believe could use a change of scenery. Number five is Bradley Beal because he makes me sad. Number four is Mike Trout because baseball needs him in October. Number three is Odell Beckham because it's just not working where he is. Number two is Dak Prescott because the Cowboys are sneaky terrible. And number one is Aaron Rodgers because he needs to win a championship or two the rest of the way, and I think there are better ways for him to go about doing it. I always love to hear from you on these. It's always great fun to put together these lists, and we will have more as the week goes on. In the meantime, I got an interesting little note to change the subject completely. Any of you watched the golf yesterday? I know you didn't. I know you didn't. The golf is an outstanding testament to the the value of star power, right? This is how important stars are. The golf yesterday, which was played on one of America's best golf courses, Riviera Country Club in L.A., Pacific Palisades, California, as good as it gets. There is no golf course, and I'm including everything that, in my opinion, is definitively better than Riviera. And it's got all the history in the world, and it's gorgeous. And it was magnificent drama. Magnificent. Went right down to the final putts on the final hole of regulation and then two playoff holes. And the action was between Sam Burns... Tony Finau and Max Homa. I was glued, riveted, and I just know it won't do well because it is the value of stars. If Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and Jordan Spieth had had the same day those three guys had yesterday, it would have been the highest rated event of the year. It's just that simple, but that's not the point of my story. The point of my story is that I was switching back and forth between that and the Pelicans and the Celtics, and what a game that was. What an awesome NBA game that was yesterday afternoon. And it got me to looking at some notes, and Hembo sent me the stat. Do you know that right now Zion Williamson is averaging 25 points a game and shooting 60% from the floor? Do you know the last player to do that was Charles Barkley more than 20 years ago? And only Kevin McHale had ever done it before. I didn't think this was possible, but Zion is having a quiet, sneaky, great season. Those are the numbers on Zion Williamson right now. 25 points on 60% from the floor. Charles Barkley and Kevin McHale, the only players ever to do that before. Outstanding work. Right now, a quick word from DraftKings. You know, you've heard me talk about DraftKings before. The leader in daily fantasy sports. Their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Golf is one of their best. Basketball is another. It's really easy to play. Every player has a salary that's associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap. Sit back, watch the points pile up. So now you know how to play. Just download the DraftKings app. Sign up using my name, Greeny, as the code. You get a free entry with your first deposit. That's code Greeny to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I really enjoyed it. See you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio.
Greeny, the podcast.